and welcome to the Lessons with Leslie podcast, where I share all things self-love and becoming God's version of you. Are you a woman who struggles with loving yourself or seeing yourself the way God sees you? Where you're in the right place and you're also in good company because I used to be that woman too, but thankfully I am not her anymore. My self-love journey is full of valuable lessons that I'm eager to share with you. It is my hope that I can empower you to become everything that God had in mind when he created the unique masterpiece that is called you. And yes, I'm talking to you. Thanks so much for stopping by and hanging out with me today. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome to my podcast. I am Leslie. I will be your host. Thank you so much for joining me today. I greatly appreciate it. If you are listening on July the 15th, let me give you a huge thanks for joining me on the day that I launch. I greatly appreciate you taking out the time to come and hear what I've got to say. Podcasting is a new world for me. I am super excited, but I am also super nervous. This is totally new territory. I feel like I have jumped in the ocean and cannot swim, but I am here for it. I'm here to learn. I'm here to share, and I'm here to enjoy the journey and hopefully encourage you along the way. As I stated in my trailer, I used to be a people pleaser. I was codependent and an emotional caretaker, and my life pretty much fell apart right before my very eyes. But about six years ago, after going through a divorce, I took the time to embark on a journey of discovering who I was and loving myself the way God intended. I learned a lot of lessons along the way, and it is my hopes for this podcast that I can share with you some of those lessons and try to save you some time and unnecessary heartache. So hopefully you can learn from my pain and we can grow together. So for my very first podcast, I wanted to podcast. See, I told you I'm nervous. (laughs) For my very first episode, I wanted to tell you a little bit about my life in story form. So that is the focus of today's topic and let's get started. So the title of my episode for today is My Journey from Charlotte, North Carolina to Antarctica. What a title, right? Although I've never physically been to Antarctica, metaphorically, I found myself in a place that was bitterly cold, dark, and unrecognizable. I knew how I got there, but regret, shame, and guilt made me believe that I deserved it, so I decided to stay there and just hope for the best. Before I share this trip that I took, let's take a look at the characteristics of both places, which I think is very important so you can understand how my life went from thriving to completely unraveling. I've relied on my friend Wikipedia to help me out. First, we're going to look at Charlotte, North Carolina as a city where I lived for about 36 years. Charlotte is the most populous city in North Carolina, and it's the 16th most populous city in the U.S., Around 2020, they had close to about 875,000 people. So very fast growing city and a lot of millennials relocate and live there as well. Charlotte is the second largest banking center in the United States. There's many notable attractions. They have an NFL team, NBA team, NASCAR. There's major universities there, just to name a few. Charlotte's climate is subtropical. It has four distinct seasons. And there's also one of the largest man-made lakes in a city nearby called Cornelius. 
So as you can see, Charlotte has a lot to offer. It's very, it's a very thriving and um, popular city where many live and also relocate to. So next up is Antarctica. Antarctica is the southernmost continent where the South Pole is located. It's the fifth largest continent on Earth. However, it's also the least populated continent. There's about 5,000 people that live there in the summer and about 1,000 in the winter. About 98% of Antarctica is covered by ice, which averages about 6,200 feet in thickness. I can't even wrap my brain around how thick that is. Um, also on average, Antarctica is the coldest, driest, and windiest continent. And the average temperature ranges anywhere from minus 10 degrees Celsius on the coast and minus 60 at the highest part of its interior. So Antarctica is cold, cold, cold. So hopefully now you know a little bit more about Charlotte and Antarctica, and soon you're going to see how my life and my journey correlates with these two places. But ultimately, it leads to an unforgettable encounter with the unfailing love of Jesus and be the beginning of my journey of self-love. Also, stay tuned until the end of this episode, and I will share a little bit about what you can expect from episode two. So let's talk about my journey. In 1987, at the age of 18, I moved from my small hometown of Shelby, North Carolina, to Charlotte to attend college. New city, big city, tons of options, a lot to do, and most of all, freedom from parental oversight. My lifelong dream was to become a registered nurse, and I was excited about my future. So after my freshman year in college, I decided to change my major from nursing to partying. <laughs> Too bad they were not offering a degree because I would have graduated with honors. It's funny now, but of course it wasn't funny at the time. Growing up, I have I lived a pretty sheltered life, so the big city became a playground for me, and I felt like a kid in the candy store. I became less focused on my educational goals and more concerned about having fun. I may or may not go to class, but you best believe that I was not going to miss a party on campus or elsewhere. I had way too much fun to the point that finishing college was no longer a priority. I met a lot of wonderful people and soon decided that a romantic relationship and finding a job was the better option because I was ready to quote unquote live. It wasn't long after I made that decision that I got a part-time job and I ended up dating a guy who worked with me. The newness of the relationship did not last long. He became verbally abusive pretty quickly, but I would always rationalize his behavior because I had rejection and abandonment issues, so I dare not rock the boat. A year or so later, a big letdown came when he called it quits because he was in the process of getting married to someone else. Talk about being shocked and blindsided. It was extremely painful at the time, but God always protects us even when we don't realize it. College was still not my focus. I was trying to find the next relationship to ease the pain from the last one. I was on a quest to find Mr. Right because after all, most girls dream of the day that they take someone else's last name. In 1990, a mutual friend who knew my desperation and my thirst <laughs> introduced me to someone that she knew and she thought we would be a good match. He was a nice guy who was inconsistently consistent, if that's a thing, 
And since I had no clue at the time who I was, my codependency was in full effect. I eventually dropped out of college to devote all my time to this relationship. I totally abandoned myself. I threw away my goals for all for an insatiable desire to find love. I dated this guy off and on for about nine years, and we eventually got married in 1999. There were so many red flags, warning signs, toxic behavior that I chose to overlook while we were dating. And again, I rationalized it because I didn't want to be alone. And this was the closest that I had finally come to changing my last name. The goal and the desire to become a registered nurse never left me. And during one of our breakups, I decided to get serious and I went back to school. I ended up graduating with my associates in nursing in 1996, and I went back to the university where I first started, where it all began with my partying days, and I completed my bachelor's degree in 2000. I also graduated both times with honors, and I was inducted into two honors societies while I was there. Not bragging, but it just goes to show that the ability to excel was in me all along. So take it from me, it's never too late to finish your degree. And don't let shame or regret stop you. So here I am. I'm 30 years old, married with two college degrees, loving my career. We just bought a home. It all worked out in the end, right? Well, that's what I thought. And that's what I believed. But it was very, and I do mean very short-lived. The same red flags, inconsistencies, and toxic behavior that I saw while I was dating continued and eventually intensified in my marriage. I toughed it out. I cried it out. I prayed through it. And I thought it was just part of what I signed up for. And I w- it was in the fine print of my vows that I forgot to read. I can laugh about that now, but boy, it was not funny at the time. Rejection had been a common thread in my life since childhood. So continuing to experience it in my adult life and in my marriage was no different. Marriage gave me a sense of belonging and acceptance, even if it meant that I had to tolerate being mistreated. That statement sounds crazy to me right now, but back then my emotional maturity was that of a five or six-year-old and I was making adult decisions from a place of brokenness. I allowed the little girl in me to decide what I needed, which at the time was to be loved and accepted. And even though it still wasn't happening, I somehow convinced myself that it was. If you stop and think about it, you may be able to see instances in your own childhood where you were emotionally wounded by your mother or your father or by both. And although you're an adult trying to navigate through life, your inner child experienced pain and trauma that was never addressed or healed. So you continue to make decisions that only deepen that pain. Since my inner child was leading the way and felt like she had found a substitute for what she had always longed for, which was a father, I decided to stay in a marriage that was slowly destroying me. Self-worth, self-esteem, self-love, self-awareness, identity, those words were a foreign language to me. People-pleaser, codependent, empath, emotional caretaker, yep, now you're talking. But that was my language at the time. I had become everything to everybody and totally neglected God and myself. As time progressed, my marriage and my life continued to suffer. I did have good days, but my bad days outweighed my good. 
I was on autopilot. Mentally, emotionally, and physically, I was drained. While there were good times in my marriage, they were becoming far and few between. And I think it's important also to note that I accepted Christ at the age of 18, but I rarely included him in my decision-making processes. It was more of an afterthought when I needed him to get me out of a jam, to clean up my messes or make someone treat me right. Giving God control of my life was something that I was not willing to do because I thought I knew what my soul needed better than he, than he did. And boy, was I so, so wrong. After 16 years of marriage, I finally admitted to myself that choosing to ignore red flags and repeated behavior during my dating season had cost me precious time that I would never be able to get back. In my haste and longing to be loved, I had settled for someone that God never intended to be in my life. It had always been crystal clear, but I finally decided to remove the blinders and see it for what it was. I had messed up royally, and I didn't know if I would ever recover. I was too ashamed to ask God to help me because after all, I did it to myself. Here was another huge mess that I needed him to clean up for me. Feeling ashamed, I decided not to bother him and just try to figure it out on my own. I ended up far away from everything I ever wanted, everything I ever dreamed of. I was in a literal nightmare and I wanted it to end. Part of me felt like I deserved it for being disobedient, ignoring God and making a, my marriage my idol. But I guess God knew I had finally had my prodigal daughter moment and the pig pen was my final straw. As I sat in that cold, dark mental space where I had totally lost myself, I was accepting my fate and just wallowing in the mud of regret. I felt a presence and I knew exactly who it was. Once you encounter God's presence, trust me, you never, ever forget it. I felt the warmth of God's embrace. He allowed me to sit in his lap and I had a good old long, long, ugly cry. I repented and I told him how sorry I was for leaving him out of the most important details of my life. I only consulted him when it was convenient or when I needed him to be my fixer. He never scolded me. He never made me feel bad for where I was. The love and the compassion that he showed me was unlike anything I had ever encountered. And even though everything wasn't okay, I knew it would be. And instead of asking God to change this or that or my husband, I asked him to change me as I was the common denominator in all the dysfunctional relationships that I found myself in. I decided that day that I never wanted to be away from God again. I no longer wanted Jesus to be my savior, but I wanted to do life with him. I decided to fully surrender to the life he had planned. After all, he knows the plans he has for me. Even before I was born, he knew me. So it's pretty safe to say that I made the right choice. My encounter in Antarctica, which symbolizes that cold, dark, and lonely place that I found myself in, it allowed me to see how deeply God really loved me. And without hesitation, I fully gave him my life, my heart, my mind, and my soul. Prior to this encounter, I had given all of that to everybody else. So God gave me the green light and the strength to leave my marriage. It was a hard yet necessary decision. I didn't know what life beyond marriage would even look like, but I decided to give God my total trust. I faced myself. I did the work to heal my inner child. I worked with a Christian therapist and a life coach. 
and I was finally able to let the little girl in me rest because I sure kept her busy well into my adulthood. And I'm thrilled to report that my relationship with God is in its rightful place, which is first. It's been almost six years since my divorce and I'm at peace. I have a healthy love of myself. I'm still single and I'm so glad that I took the time to focus on finding me. God has redeemed the time. He's rebuilt my life. He has done more for me in this short period of time than I could ever do for myself. My life has literally transformed right before my very eyes. I truly don't look like what I've been through. And God gets all the credit for that. So with my journey, I hope you can see how vitally important it is to start with truly loving God first. Accepting Jesus as Savior is the first step, but allowing him to be Lord over your life is crucial. Loving him with all of your heart, your soul, and your mind will save you from having your heart broken and experiencing unnecessary setbacks. But even if you don't know him yet, never feel ashamed to come to him as you are. He is so compassionate and he is eager to do life with you. You too may be figuratively in Antarctica and don't have a clue if and when things will get better. Maybe it's not a marriage for you. Maybe it's your career. You're caught up in the grind and the hustle. You're trying in your own strength to make things happen. You're trying to manufacture your own blessings to make someone love you, to see you, to validate you. And consulting God for you is an afterthought. Take it from someone who's been there. What you are searching for can only be found from having a relationship. I'm sorry, can only be found in having a relationship with God and letting him reveal to you who you really are. I have found that he is nothing like man. His love for us can't even be compared with any human interaction. So the sole purpose of this first episode is to lay the foundation so that our lives can be built on a real relationship with God. We can't start anywhere else. If we want love and fulfillment, we have to start with God. Loving him helps us to love ourselves and then those around us. I am team marriage 100%. I am for all for your career, being an entrepreneur, going after your dreams, living your life to the fullest. But when we leave God out of our lives, it is a sure recipe for disaster. However, including him in all that we do, that's the key to lasting joy, peace, and happiness. Take it from someone who knows, and that would be me. Well, this concludes today's episode. I made it through my first one. Yay! <laughs> I'm so relieved. Um, before I let you go, I want to highlight a few takeaways from this episode. And those are, number one, your past should be learned from and not lived in. Number two, it is never, and I do mean never too late to begin again. I don't care what age you are, what you have done, what you've been through. You can always start again. God gives loves giving us fresh starts. Number three, God's love never fails. There is nothing, and I mean nothing, that he cannot rescue you from. His love pursues us, and I'm so glad about it. And number four, you, God, and everyone around you deserves the best version of you. Self-love is also Tough love. I know it's a buzzword, but it is not easy. It is a lot of hard work, but you are worth doing the work to become 
all that God had in mind when he created you. And finally, as promised, a little bit about episode two on, um, I think, July the 29th, if I'm correct, on my dates. But episode two, the title is, Is This Love? And I know that's a very loaded and intriguing question. And I've come to find in my life that many things that we call love really aren't love at all. So I hope you'll join me on Friday, the 29th of July, as we answer this question, Is This Love? love. Thanks so much for hanging out with me. I do appreciate you. So this concludes today's episode of Lessons with Leslie. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I do appreciate it. In the description of this podcast, you will find my website and social media platform information, and I would love to connect with you there. I also look forward to chatting with you every first and third Friday of the month. In the meantime, remember that you matter because you do. In Christ, you will always be enough. You are never alone. And most importantly, you are eternally and unconditionally loved. Until next time, take care. <music>